from the campus of Lorain County Community College. This is the No Loan Zone podcast on lccradio.com, The Boom. I'm Janet Mulpey. I'm a career counselor, and I've helped thousands of students and adults in transition make wise career choices. I believe completing a degree, pursuing passionate work, and debt-free living is key to your future. I'm here to help you on your journey, and so are my guests. Today, my special guest is State Senator Nathan Manning. Senator Manning is serving his first term in the Ohio Senate representing the 13th Senate District, which includes both Huron and Lorain counties. Manning previously served as a prosecutor and joined the Senate after serving two terms in the Ohio House of Representatives. He currently resides in North Ridgeville with his wife, Jennifer. Welcome to the program, Senator Nathan Manning. Well, thanks for having me, Janet. You know, we have a lot to talk about today. Okay, but before we get into it, tell us what happens on the 2nd of August. Yes, so August 2nd, the first Tuesday in August, many people are not aware of this, but we are having a second primary. So we had a primary in May, which had the governor and U.S. Senate, congressional seats, and many other issues across the state. But on August 2nd, because the maps were invalidated for state legislature races, we're having a second primary for state rep, state senate, and state central committee. People can vote right now, can't they? Yes, early voting has already started, so you can go to your Board of Elections, or you can get your absentee mail-in voting, or you can do it just like any normal election, even though it seems like a special election or a weird election, you can still go to your polling location on August 2nd as well. Typically, people do not turn out for these elections, right? On both sides of the aisle, we had a pretty contested governor's race and U.S. Senate race. And turnout in Lorain County was, I believe, 21% for that. So that's pretty low. There was a lot of money and advertising and uh, campaigning going on in that election. This election, we're expecting much lower turnout than that. So part of it is just trying to get the word out and educate people and let people know there is a second primary. And if you want your voice heard and you need to get out and vote. It's really important to vote, isn't it? Absolutely. You don't want... You know, your elected officials being chosen by such a small population. And this is really important because this is who's going to represent your party, whether Republican or Democrat, in the general election. The cost of college has really skyrocketed. As a state legislator, you supported tax deductions, right, for families. And you also supported to increase the funding for what is called the College Opportunity Grant. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. I mean, this is always a big issue. Since I was in college, you know, seems like many years ago, but back in early 2000s, college was extremely expensive back then, and it's only gotten worse, as you've said. And people are coming out of college, sometimes not even completing their degree. So, you know, as a state, we're trying to do what we can, you know, whether that's put a cap on what the universities can increase their tuition or whether that's, you know, helping in some sort of scholarship for both lower income individuals or people that are going into in-demand jobs. And that's really where I've been focused at is trying to help those people that are going to these fields that we really need to work on the workforce development. And, you know, employers are looking for these people. So let's help them make that choice where they can go in and come out either debt-free or very low debt and also get a really high-paying job immediately afterwards. Yeah, making a living wage here in Ohio is really, really important, especially if you're going to college. You want to have a return on your investment. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you're hearing from employers. What are they needing? 
one of the great things about my job is that I get to go around and get tours of different facilities and talk to employers and employees. But right now I'm hearing every single employer is looking for employees. So whether it's manufacturing, whether it's in the nursing field, whether it's just, you know, office workers all across the board. Intel is coming to our area. That is very, very important. They are going to bring in manufacturing. There are also going to be a lot of technology-related jobs in there as well. What was it about Ohio that attracted Intel? So I don't know if you heard this story, but actually Mary Springowski, a councilwoman out of Lorraine, emailed Intel. And that's kind of what got the ball rolling. And they weren't originally looking at Ohio. And then once they started looking at Ohio and working with Jobs Ohio, they realized all the great things that Ohio has to offer from infrastructure, from universities and education. And really, that's where the workforce development comes into play is that they know that we have community colleges and, and universities that are willing to you know, have their classes and their degrees reflect what they need. And this is, while it's going in central Ohio, they did look in you know Lorraine County as well. And Lorraine County has a lot to offer in terms of manufacturing and everything, but they need a lot of property and they're only able to get that in the Columbus area. But this is going to bring a lot more jobs all across the state. And I think Lorraine County is going to be one of those places. Yeah, I heard that the footprint on the campus, the Intel campus was huge. Absolutely. It's like the size of Lakewood. Yes. Yeah, basically its own city. And hopefully the federal government gets uh, their chip bill passed and we're able to really have a great facility in Ohio, which will be great for Ohio, but it's also great for the United States. What initiatives are you most passionate about? for this next term? In terms of like workforce development or just anything? Anything. Anything. So I'm uh, kind of a criminal justice junkie, I guess. During my undergrad, I was a poli-sci major. And then during law school, while I loved law school, all my classes, like the criminal justice aspects were my favorite. And then I went in and started doing court-appointed work and working as a defense attorney. And I really learned a lot. And then I prosecuted for the city of North Ridgeville as well. I'm the chair of the Judiciary Committee, so I would love to work on criminal justice reform and continue doing that. Trying to be, you know, smart on crime rather than, you know, you hear tough on crime or you hear soft on crime. What we're trying to do is be smart on crime and help those people. 90% of people are going to be released from prison someday. And this circles back to the workforce development thing is a lot of people are released and they don't have a job. They can't go anywhere. And people are looking for employees right now. And so what we're trying to do is get them to have degrees coming out or certificates coming out and can literally walk right into a job once they're released from prison. That sounds exciting. It's once again, smart. We're helping employers that need employees. We're helping reduce recidivism. Statistics show when somebody has a a place to go for work and they are a productive member of society, recidivism just plummets. So, you know, we're going to reduce crime. We're going to reduce victims. So I think all around, that's the type of stuff I love working on. You know, you always hear about abortion and guns and everything else. I like working on workforce development. I like working on criminal justice, those type of things. Something to give people hope. Exactly. And at Lorraine County Community College, we offer a lot of classes here. We offer a lot of degrees here, but we also offer hope for the future. And I'm so glad that you were able to come here to the radio station and talk about what you're doing, what you're trying to do here in the Lorraine County community. Because inflation and crime that we're talking about, it's tough out there. Lorraine County is a special place. Obviously, I'm a little biased being a lifelong resident here. But, you know, Lorraine County Community College is the gem of community colleges, in my opinion, and a great 
thing for Lorain County in general. I came here when my junior year of high school, I think we called it college options back then, where I was able to come from uh, North Ridgeville High School and drive here and actually take college classes. And I did that both my junior and senior year and all those classes transferred to college. And whether you're getting an associate's degree, whether you're transferring those college credits or you're coming here with the partnership program, I mean, Lorain County Community College offers a very reasonable and affordable option for education. So that's a great thing for us. We just exited a very contentious Supreme Court season. We're a very divided country. You're a conservative Republican. You're for lowering taxes, balanced budgets, and you're also pro-life. The NRA has endorsed you. How do you talk to the other side with some civility? Yeah. And, you know, when I first got elected, I was, you know, I first ran 2014, took office in 2015 in the Ohio House. And even since then, in less than eight years, things have gotten a lot worse. You know, we always used to say, oh, well, that's D.C. or that's Washington politics. They can't get along. But in Ohio, we get along. And things have gotten a lot worse. That being said, most of our bills, I think close to 90 percent of them are bipartisan. This last budget where we had the biggest tax cut in Ohio history, we had uh, the biggest expansion of uh, school choice in Ohio history, things that you would think of as more conservative, um, Republican based. We still had a 32 to one vote on the budget in the Ohio Senate. Only one member voted no. And, and that's because there was a lot of things in there that we all agreed on that were good for Ohio that weren't partisan. And we were able to work across the aisle, and we can still do that. I carry a lot of bills with my Democrat counterparts, and we get along really well, and we you know, work on nonpartisan things. And really, what I went down to Columbus for, a lot of people go down for the abortion and guns and everything else. I went down for, like I said, workforce development, criminal justice, and those things really aren't partisan. And when you focus on those issues, I think we can get along really well and work for a better community, better state. So you're constantly looking for points of connection. Absolutely. Yeah. And really, when I sit down and talk, whether it's my colleagues in the Senate or just my friends that are Democrats, we agree on most things. And a lot, whether it's the media or whether it's just more interesting subjects, people want to talk about the hot button issues. But those are really a small percentage of the things that divide us. Tell us again what is going to happen on the 2nd of August. Yes. So once again, the first Tuesday in August, August 2nd, there's going to be a second primary where it is limited. There's only four races in our area, state Senate, state representative, and then state central committee, which most people don't even know what that is. It's a partisan position. So if you pull a Democrat ballot, you'd be voting on both the female and male person for the 13th Senate district that would represent you in Columbus in the Democratic Party. And same thing for the Republican Party, you'd be voting for a male and female for the 13th Senate district. So make your voice known. Get out and vote on August 2nd. Absolutely. Senator Nathan Manning, thanks so much for being a part of this program. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. If you're currently enrolled in college or are thinking about enrolling in the fall, I encourage you to take some time to seek out ways to complete a degree debt-free. And if you're unsure about your career direction, you can reach me, Janet Mulpey, at noloanzone.com forward slash contact. I meet with students and adults in transition so they can reach their career goals. I also teach a totally online career exploration class called Career Exploration and Life Planning, SDEV 103. 
You've been listening to the No Loan Zone podcast on lccradio.com, The Boom. I'm committed to helping you complete a degree debt-free. Until next time, I'm Janet Malby. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to vote on August 2.